0: It's now time for The Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Mon.
1: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, Mm -hmm. 87.6, 87.8 or 88, except... Mm What are you doing, Juan?
2: It's the ghost of Lyle <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: That's because we're not actually here. We sound like we're here, but we are not here. You think we are here, but just when you think we're here, we are not.
3: I know it must be confusing. We said The Breakfast Show is wrapping and now you're hearing our voices. But we're just here to tell you that we're not here.
1: There's this little thing called uh, a recording device. <laughs> yes. They've been around for, what, 100 years or more, 300, 200 years? How long, how long since they re- invented recording devices? Much longer devices? than us,
3: probably, hopefully. Yes. Really hoping. But yeah, we are just letting you know that uh, although the breakfast show has wrapped, we have some best ofs playing for the next little while until uh, something new starts up here. So yeah, do tune in. It's going to be a good time.
1: Quick update, everybody. Just letting you know that there is a possibility that we might be back on air. The new governing board and new chairman will be meeting on the 29th of October. Keep us in your prayers.
0: And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts sang, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. The wise men will bow down before the throne, and at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. And the man. Virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured hundredweight and penny pound, when a man comes around. on him was death and hell followed with him The Breakfast Show Bits You May Have Missed
3: Lyle, remember how a while ago uh, we talked about a story, um, and we were questioning how honest we would be uh, if we had been the person in the story. Because um, a person had was looking through an old house and found a bunch, of, a bag of diamonds in a drawer in an old chest of drawers. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but they were very honest, and they and they contacted the owner and they said, "Look, we found a bag of diamonds in your old house." Mm-hmm. Okay, similar story. I'm going to re ask the question because the parameters have changed a little bit, right? What if someone donated an item and then you found money sort of in amongst the donations? Would you think it was all right to keep it? (laughs) Because, I mean,
1: technically they (laughs) did donate it, right? Yeah, well, I I think that um, even more so with a donation, um, and I guess this is because I've worked extensively with donations um, throughout my life, Uh um being in self-supporting work for about 10 years and so is, donations are very sensitive and so that's a particular situation where you need to call them up and say hey we discovered this did you intend for that to be a part of the donation?
3: Okay because Ray Reinhardt. He's funnily enough, my dad's name is Ron Hard. Yeah, um, I going to say, is, yeah. a,
1: is there a connection here? somewhere? No,
3: no slightly different spelling. Uh, they're in Santa Monica. Hey, that's my name. <laughs> 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 and uh, his mother passed away, and so he decided to donate her doll collection. And you recently sold your mother's doll, didn't you, at the at the yeah, markets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, very similar to those kind of dolls. You know, um, supposed to be cute but totally creepy. And, uh, and so he donated her doll collection. And the, uh, yeah, the we people, set we
1: set that doll up in uh, in my son's. Bedroom one time and just completely freaked him out. You
3: set it up in the room that in the guest room, and I came over one time yeah. and freaked me out.
1: It was the scariest thing ever.
3: Anyway, so the people working at the op shop they got all these boxes of dolls, right? Mm-hmm. But in one of the boxes, they found an envelope. And there was $36,000 oh, in cash. Oh, my goodness. In cash, right? <laughs> now, i got to tell you, if I was working at an op shop and I was sorting through the junk that people leave outside the front door of an op shop, right, and I found an envelope with 36 grand in it, I'd have a very, very hard time <laughs> that back.
1: You would be hoping, like, I hope we can't find the owner of
2: this <laughs>
3: donation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not even sure I would tell my manager. I'd be like, hey, I might just purchase this envelope envelope for just 50 cents I need an envelope you know <laughs> um, anyway but these are very super honest uh, op shop workers Yeah, nice. they actually managed to um, contact the original owner and let him know that they found uh, a stash of his mother's cash and returned it to him hmm. I'm and, uh, and did you know, they then took the dolls and they were donated to an orphanage instead of just being sort of the op shop. Oh, nice. Yeah, they, they felt like you know something good had to come out of this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, this is an awesome story. Yeah, it makes me wonder how naughty I am. Though. It sort of like shines a light on a part of my character I might not want to have light shine <laughs> Yeah, <on. laughs>
1: well, you know, hey, and I think that's why these stories come up sometimes is they can, uh, you know, God uses them to remind us that mm-hmm. honesty is what may, really makes the world go round.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you about a beautiful story. This one makes me so happy. So, at the University of Bristol in America, there is a custodian, which is a cleaner, basically, Herman Gordon, and he is apparently so loved by everyone at this university for his positive attitude and his happy-go-lucky nature, and. Um there's some tweets here from a student saying, uh, The Jamaican cleaner in the med library is the jolliest man I have ever met. He makes me smile even when I'm in the deepest depths of revision or trying to be. If you want a reason to smile, go talk to him for a minute or two. And there's another one that says, He is the epitome of happiness. And, um because you know working as a cleaner didn't wasn't getting that much of a wage and he hadn't uh he hadn't been able to go back to his home country of Jamaica mm-hmm. for a long time with a wife to see you know to see his family so he, the students of the university of bristol um when they found this out, they started a crowdfunding page, and they all chipped in a little bit and managed to raise enough money to buy a plane <laughs> Isn't that ticket. Fantastic? I love it. A plane ticket for him and his wife to go home to Jamaica to, to visit their family. How sweet is that? Uh, Just so so awesome. heartwarming. Um, such a beautiful story. So I've got a little video. I'll post it up on our socials, on our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter of him, um, you know, receiving this envelope full of money, and he, and he starts crying, and he does look like a happy, jolly Jamaican. Look at his little face.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: fantastic. And it's, it's so nice when, you know, some of these jobs tend to be invisible jobs. Yeah, it's true. You know, your, uh, your security guard, your um, janitor, mm-hmm. you know, they, they tend to be invisible jobs. But it's so nice that here you've got somebody who's working an invisible job and has made an effort to make... Um, you know, everybody else's life happy. I remember we were staying in uh, Denver, Colorado for about six months one time doing an evangelistic program and the security guard there, you know, he just, you know, it was a pretty boring job really, he cruised around on a, um, on his, you know, his little golf buggy and, uh, and just sort of kept an eye on things in, mm. the, in, in the apartment complex where we were staying, you see but he always took the time out to be super friendly to everybody and we really appreciated it so much my boys loved him to death you know they'd always go out pretending to shoot him you
2: know like yeah. <laughs> away
1: with their, with their with finger their, guns, um, finger guns. <laughs> and uh, you know he'd, he'd be half fallen out of the out of the golf cart <laughs> and dragging himself along the
3: ground <laughs> they are <they're laughs>
1: great memories
3: yeah you know they're an important and an integral part of our society cleaners and and security guards and um, the people who do the 4d work what is it um, dangerous, dirty, um, those those kind of jobs. Sure. Yeah, and uh, if without them, you know, the place would have been absolute chaos. I remember when I was in Rome back in... 2008 mm-hmm. um, and there was a protest going on something to do with the mafia and the government and uh, and the, the garbage collectors were on strike. I tell you what nothing turns an entire city into an absolute stinking heap of a mess than when your garbos mm-hmm. decide to go mm-hmm. on strike and mm-hmm. the junk piles up outside the door. I remember we were trying to get into museums and we couldn't get from the bus to the front door because there was just of trash and the whole place stunk in the sweltering summer sun it makes you really appreciate the people that are usually invisible yeah i tell you what yep Absolutely. So, if you see an invisible person today, go off and shake their hand and thank them for their service. You have no idea just how grateful you are until they're gone. Absolutely. So, yeah. And
1: then uh, tell us about the kind of re- give us a call. Tell us about yeah. the kind of response that you get. Yeah, absolutely. But make it your make it your point today to find somebody in one of these invisible jobs and to uh, and to thank them for what they're doing because they really do make our mm. world go around. Mm.
3: At my last job, I worked at a health retreat, and we had a cleaner, and she just made it a point to always sing while she worked, mm. and uh, our patients would often when they would exit, they'd give the feedback and say that her singing really uplifted them. So, you know, they do even like a little wouldn't, tiny Wouldn't thing.
1: happen if I tried it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Give us a call. Tell us what you're grateful for and tell us a story about how you thanked a usually invisible person. How deep, how
2: wide the precious love of Jesus is for you, for me, there'll always be enough no sin no shame no stone could ever separate us from one who gave his life for us
1: So Mon on space. Space. Let's talk about space. Okay. Space is not actually space.
3: Oh, it's a, what is it then?
1: <laughs> okay. So the theory, the, the, the concept of space is that if you have space, then there is nothing there, right?
3: Please don't be into string theory. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what that is. Yeah, anyway, don't ask. We won't go there. Okay. So space is not space. Researchers have found out that space is not space because there is something in space. Ah, guess what it is?
3: Planets, butter. <laughs> this is so much worse than string theory <laughs> I thought I was like no He can't be doing like One of those sort of flat earthy String theory things Oh but no we are We're doing fire <laughs> Please explain Are there some space cows That got milked And they're making space
2: butter
1: <laughs> Well that might not be The kind of butter That you would want to spread On your toast It's probably quite toxic but Hang on I would can...
3: toast eat space butter If there were space cows Making space butter I would toast Stick that onto on space this toast. is not
1: made by. This is not made, made by uh, space cows. Space cows. This is made by carbon particles in a vacuum um, that form two main forms, which is um, grease-like forms, oh. aliphatic, or mothball-like, which is aromatic.
3: So it smells nice.
1: Uh, I wouldn't go there, but you can probably smell it. Yes, okay. Aromatic. I mean, there are certain things that are aromatic that um, don't necessarily smell nice. But anyway, they're able to reproduce it in a uh, oh. by creating a vacuum in a laboratory uh-huh. and creating the same kind of uh, you know attributes that you'd have in deep space and adding you know the carbon uh, particles and voila, they got uh, space butter.
3: So, are you saying that when we launch a rocket from Earth up to the Moon, instead of flying through air or space, it's actually flying through butter? So instead of saying let's go to space, we should say let's go to butter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe
1: not quite like that.
3: Where, where exactly in space? This is being analyzed. <laughs> oh,
1: this is being analyzed, of course, in deep space. And you have uh, much more bigger things to worry about out there, like small particles or even large particles that are floating around um, that you might bump into in space. But guess how much space butter there is in the Milky Way?
3: Uh um
1: by the way the uh, scientists aren't calling it space but uh, uh, that was 500 pats they call
2: it grease.
3: Oh they call it grease, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how much of it is there? Uh,
1: okay, there is 10 billion trillion trillion tons of greasy matter. Oh, That's really? one with 34 zeros after it.
3: Wow, that's a lot. This is of- in the Milky Way. Adjusting the Milky Way. Yeah. Wow. I, I wonder what purpose it has.
1: That's a really good question. That's something that went through my mind is, why does this exist? Why is it there?
3: Is it to help the planet spin nicely on their axles uh, if the axles ain't uh, in 360? see
2: yeah, <laughs> you know what I
3: did there? Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm having way too much fun with this story. <laughs>
2: it's
1: Friday. On, give, on. give her a break, guys. It's Friday. <laughs> it's the end of the week. Um, <laughs> Um, well, there's actually uh, no um, known – people. of course, scientists aren't looking for a reason for it to be there. Uh-huh. They're just noticing that it's there. Okay. Um, and my question is, one day, will we find out that yeah. there is actually a reason for it to be there? Yeah. Um, I, you know, Surely
3: there must be a reason you know, for it.
1: What? Well, yeah. I, I would think that there is every possibility that, that there is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. See, I don't really know the difference between space and deep space. Is that like when someone says, I'm driving west, and they're going to western Sydney, and then when someone says, I'm driving west, and they're actually going to, like, western Australia? Is that the difference? Like, it's just further from planet Earth, space, and then there's deep space, which is, like, really, really far away. Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: I'll I'll run with that.
3: Okay, cool. So, really, really, really far away, there's space butter. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's that cool. was interesting. I
1: thought that was interesting. You know, there is, we know so little about our universe. So little. And uh, so much to learn. We, we will never run out of things to learn about our universe, which is really, really awesome. It
3: just tickles me pink that we have now developed enough technology to be able to discover space. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that in and of itself is quite remarkable. So
1: Yeah. Okay, here's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, the government's landmark foreign interference and espionage reforms. Would possibly fail, according to some politicians, if it went was challenged by the high Court? Wait, what? Yeah, I thought I might get a blank. Yeah,
3: look. it's Friday, Lyle.
1: It <laughs> <down>. <laughs> okay, so the government is introducing um, new foreign interference and espionage reforms. Okay. Um, so the idea behind this, of course, is that you know it's been recognised that you know Russia has been trying to influence United States elections. Of course, the United States tries tries to influence everybody's elections, mm-hmm. and the CIA, you know, well they they, they don't just try and interfere, in, interfere with elections; they interfere with heads of state and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. Create, create states all over the world. And of course, the Australian government, seeing all this happening and seeing the power that there is obviously within social media and these kind of avenues to be able to influence other nations, has brought in legislation to try and curb that. So that if you get caught sharing um, information that is damaging to the government mm-hmm. overseas, then you are in trouble.
3: Oh, okay, good. Well, accept that.
1: Accept mm-hmm. that. Uh, Amnesty International Australia has now, of course, found that um is now a crime for a charity to expose human rights violations to the United Nations. Oh, that's not good. So there there is a there is a subtle um, you know we, we, we look at a law like this and like yeah this is a good law that bring this in you know they've got lots, all those kind of trouble mm-hmm. you know we don't want Russians influencing our elections through Facebook or whatever mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> But whenever we do something like this, there's always, you know, there always seems to be an iron fist in that velvet club somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because that's really an authoritarian type of government that says, okay, you get caught criticizing this, we'll throw you in jail.
3: That, yeah, that's absolutely what that is. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and, you know, it's 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 been the openness and the freedom to criticize that has meant that we live in a country where people have been held to account mm-hmm. and that has created good society and ultimately... Um, you know, we know from our study of the Bible, and particularly Revelation chapter thirteen, that it's going to be laws like this that will infringe on our religious liberty.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because if you get a situation, of course, where you know people's religious liberty is being infringed upon. Uh, and then Amnesty International wants to step in, for instance, or Amnesty International Australia wants to step in and, and shine a light on that and go to the United Nations and say, hey, you know, look what's happening down here in Australia. Of course, then uh, they can be thrown in jail for it.
3: Yeah, that's that's dangerous. I'm no longer into those laws. That sounds actually quite disgusting. Yeah,
1: it's um, <coughs> it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, yeah, we need to... Um,
3: Has the law actually passed already?
1: Uh, it's in the process.
3: Oh, no.
2: Yeah.
1: No, it's just the world in which we live, you know. Mm -hmm. The Bible says these things will happen. We shouldn't be surprised when we see them happening. And they will take place one step at a time. And of course, you know, we live in a world which is... You know, which is peaceful and everybody's happy, and this is not affecting you know the average person on the street. And it gets uh, put up in parliament. It's shared in glowing terms, and people don't stop to, to take think. seriously mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the implications of what they are actually doing and what they are actually putting uh, you know voting through.
3: Do you think that's also the fault of the politicians for not just completely spelling out the changes that this law will bring? You know, instead of just just you know highlighting. I
1: think it's part of their agenda. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my personal conspiracy theory for the day. I think that there is an agenda to infringe upon uh, human rights and create a more authoritarian form of government, mm-hmm. and that's based on my understanding of Bible prophecy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at the uh, what the Bible says, there will definitely be less freedom at the end of time than what we experience right now,
3: mm, which is a shame. Yeah, and so
1: it's a a sign, really, that Jesus is coming back soon.
3: Yeah, which is not a shame.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's good news.
3: Absolutely good news. I do think, you know, uh, to have complete freedom, you know, I know people want to often, you know, try and outlaw people saying mean things or whatever it is, but... I think freedom means you should be able to say whatever you want even if it makes other people upset yeah so um, okay one more quick story just just before we finish off
1: Um, sexual assault we've also we've obviously had the me too campaign Mm -hmm. we've got increasingly strict legislation to deal with it going up or going down do you think
3: are going up.
1: And by how much percent last year?
3: Maybe like fifty
1: percent. No, not that.
3: No, no. <laughs> I, d- I don't know.
1: Thirteen <laughs> percent. Is it really? Is
3: it going up or is it just being exposed?
1: It's going up, and the reason behind that, of course, is that you know your Me Too campaign and your your laws about you know workplace um, safety and all those kinds of things, and, and, and not speaking inappropriately, are doing nothing about what the real problem is, and the real problem is pornography.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and pornography is on the rise. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Just and out, as long as that's in the problem, r- As
3: long as that's on the rise, so sexual assault
1: will be rising. You are
2: my forever love, you are my forever love, you are my forever. my floor
0: show. Bits you may have missed.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. And joining us here in the studio is John Bradshaw from the United States. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lyle. Good to be here. Good to see you. Now, John... Sitting in a radio studio is not something that is entirely
4: unfamiliar to you. No, in a previous life I was a broadcaster at where I cut my teeth, got out of university, went straight into radio and worked there for a number of years and had um, far too much fun, secular radio at the time. Okay, so How many years ago was that, John? Oh, uh, not long. <laughs> like. not, no, no, it fe- feels like yesterday, so it was, you know, weeks ago, yeah. just lots and lots and lots and lots of weeks.
1: Now, this, of course, was in New Zealand. You're a, you're a Kiwi, you come yes. from New Zealand. Yeah, and and, I, mean, uh,
4: I, I know you think I'm, a, I'm I'm bragging when I say that, but I'm a New Zealander, I say that with humility. <laughs> I know you think I'm showing off, but that was a New Zealand year when I wore a younger man's clothes. Those were the days. Yeah, back in the day. And a uh, breakfast show as well yes yes again. i did a number of things i started i started uh, you know started at the very bottom midnight to 6 uh, Saturday and Sunday morning at the and Like so many people who got into radio, I spoke to the guy at the radio station. He said, "You know, you're a little too young." I said, oh, "Okay." And then he gets back to me and he says, "Can you start tomorrow night?" We just fired a guy. Man, that's how. it Seems like just about everybody gets into radio.
1: <laughs> that's how my co-host arrived in radio.
4: That's yeah. exactly how my co-host arrived here. <laughs> that's it. So that's what happened uh, to me. And and I started mid, doing mid dawns, and, uh, and and it, and it went from there. It's fantastic. Yeah. Great great years.
1: Okay, but so you you. Graduated from there, there's a lot of things that have happened in your life between then and now, yeah, and now you are. Have gone from a, a, a New Zealand, a Kiwi breakfast show radio host, to American TV evangelist. Yeah, kind how of does funny. it? How does it actually feel when you when somebody asks you, you know, what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, I'm an American
4: TV evangelist. Well, I you know that you. that comes
1: with a certain well, stigma attached, right?
4: I, I've never, When when people say, "What do you do?" I say, "I'm a pastor." Okay I'm a pastor And so do you have a church <laughs> Well no and and, and and I might tell them We do television programs Oh tell me more about that So the TV evangelist thing uh, Never Those words have never Escaped my lips I've never said that once Why, why would that be John Why, why would that be yeah, Who knows <laughs> I, I was described one, one time As a televangelist I said no You can't say that about me No So you know We, we, we rectified that wrong Pretty smartly Yeah but you actually are uh, moving on, Lyle. You have, a, you have another question. Well, you right, know, so, d- so, so, on how you yeah. want to define it. <laughs> yeah. defend, depending on how you want to define it, you know, maybe. Okay. But what we do is we share. We, we produce a, a range of TV programs, Bible teaching programs. Yes. So the whole idea is people will check in it, and, and and we're not going to offer them some miracle healing oil or a prayer mat or you send a hundred and God will multiply you with ten thousand. Do,
1: do you do that? Do you
4: do that half
1: hour appeal for you know? Write your check. Do it now. You know, send your credit card details.
4: No, if anything, we go way too soft on that. We, You know, look, at the risk of offending someone, and I kind of hope I do when I say this, that stuff is foolishness. You know... Call now and get your miracle healing mat or put this oil on you because we've prayed over it and your grandmother's shingles will definitely be cured. You know, it's rubbish. God answers prayer and God encourages us to pray and God works miracles, but that stuff is rubbish. And at the end of the day, it gives Christianity a very bad look. It does. It does. And that's why, you know, that whole, <laughs> this is why you've never called yourself a televangelist. Oh
0: because no, too much baggage.
1: There is so much baggage with yeah. that. You know, it's, it's it's really become corrupted and, and uh, it's a sign of the times, really that, um, you know, Christianity has become
4: so commercialized. Yeah, I think that's the way the devil wants it. There's something really good. Christianity offers a positive approach to living. It, 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 it aids your emotional issues. I don't want to sound too touchy-feely, but it simply does because there's a great big God that you can lean on. It gives you hope and purpose. Uh, what was Christianity? People are like, oh, I want nothing to do with God. No, 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 no. What's wrong with love your neighbor? You like that. You want that. Oh, I don't believe in the church. I don't believe in Jesus. What about his teaching? don't you like love God love your neighbor treat people with dignity and respect the Bible even says be kind to animals I mean this is a book that offers real practical good common sense stuff and so that's kind of what we try to convey on our program not much about being kind to animals we haven't done that program yet
2: but
4: we'll probably get around to
1: it alright John you've, you've, we've announced it on air on Faith FM right here you heard it first it is written it is going to do our program on being kind to animals, kind and to I'm animals. my daughter would like that I guess uh, Uh, Anyway, so uh, moving on from there, let's talk about
4: It Is Written because that is the TV program that you do work for and that you do uh, produce. Yeah, we have fun with that. It Is Written started 62 years ago when a pastor said I could use TV to reach a bigger audience. 62 years ago? Yeah. They had television 62 years ago? Someone did, yeah. Evidently. Okay, so this guy was a visionary. Yes, he was. was He wasn't the very first. Now, you know, what what interests me is every now and then people say, It is written was the first religious broadcast in color. And I'm thinking okay I, I don't know what what you, you're scratching now when you say this is an achievement but but that does uh, sort of age us and talk about the era in which we came around so it was it was right back at that time when you're moving from black and white to color yeah yeah it is written was was there first and so that's indicative we've always tried to keep in touch with technology and and stay at the leading edge of that because that's helpful and relevant so what started as a TV program has now become well a, a media ministry with a with a, a 24/7 television channel and a bunch of other stuff, mission emphases and resources and training and and sharing the good news, proclaiming the message of Christ. So traditional television as we know it is disappearing very, very rapidly. Yeah well the mode of delivery is is changing. The content the content if you look at T V as a whole has never been better. Is is there's, it's never been as well done. When I say if you look at TV as whole, well, <laughs> I don't. I'm a TV. Uh, we I have a TV channel, but I don't have a TV. But what they tell me is. Uh, TV today is being done Very very well Less and less people are Particularly in the United States uh, Watching on your regular old TV Watching the, the legacy channels It's it's more and more on demand People are watching on devices uh, People want to watch You remember I remember running home one night I wanted to get home at 8 o'clock To see Hill Street Blues If I didn't see it It was over Well now <laughs> Now you just go and binge watch Whatever you want to watch Eight episodes at a time What you want How you want it, it it's really changed, but the need for content hasn't changed. Yeah, I think our kids have probably never watched traditional television, right. and they certainly never will. Talking to a friend the other night, and he said, neither of my kids own a TV. Yeah. Yeah. They stream what they want to stream and watch what they want to on on demand. So, yeah. that's so it is written we is, uh,
1: is, is very solidly in that market where you are producing, you know, uh, content in a
4: format, in, in a current format. That yeah, people that's are right. Accessing. It is written dot TV is what where we know? are found. And so we as an organization produce about 11 separate programs. And then, of course, we borrow programs from everywhere. Yeah. I, I hope you have some that you'll give us. Oh, there you go. Maybe we will. Yeah, absolutely no, now, no, no, wait a minute Mate, did you hear that? Maybe we will Well, I'm just trying to think no, no, about no, no. it no, wait, no, 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 Wait, wait, wait My, John, no, no, go <laughs> We go back to, uh, a, few, a few months now A few like months Like lots and lots And it's maybe we will No, okay I can work with that Maybe we will Maybe I'll, maybe I'll finish this interview Maybe <laughs> So, John, do you do radio? Not like you do Okay. No, our programs appear on radio on Faith FM. I, I just heard one recently. And I thought, wow, what a great radio station this is. <laughs> it's airing, it is written. But no, I'd love to. Radio is better than TV. It's better to do, and it's a more intimate medium, and I think it's frankly more effective. But
1: well, the great thing about radio is that you know it doesn't matter whether you are a genera- generation Z, yeah. or a millennial, or a uh, Y Gen, X Gen, or baby boomer. Everybody listens to the radio. The difference between a Z and a the number of Zs that are listening to the radio on a monthly basis compared to a baby boomer is
4: three percent. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? And you've noticed so it's a format too- that is never going to disappear. What's so popular these days? Podcasting. What's podcasting? This is radio programs. Yeah, it's, it's right. just, it's, they've got We've gone back 50 years to the time where we used to create these beautiful radio programs, and essentially that's what podcasting is. It's just, it's just radio under another name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the great thing about the, the kind of format that we're doing here. It's never going to go away. But that's right. Um, yeah, we do go back a number of years. John. Maybe, maybe we should... Um, <sighs> there are some stories I could tell.
4: No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I would deny them all, unless, of course, they were good stories. <laughs>
1: anyway um, if we get time we might tell a few stories on John we'll see how we go but we do have more important things to talk about uh, it is written here in Australia how can yeah. we access it apart from it is written TV you, you can
4: access it is written the, the
1: traditional way if that is your preference
4: right yes you know we it was just announced yesterday we're on seven two at five thirty in the morning I should be able to tell you which morning uh, it's a Sunday morning thank you very much Sunday yes. mornings at five thirty well that's prime time isn't it but you know we'll take what we can get and we're grateful for it yeah absolutely so uh, set your alarm clock um, actually just Record it. That's, um. <laughs> right, that's right. And there are a couple of networks around Australia that we appear on, and we're quite happy about that. Yeah, fantastic. So I think it was the 3ABN network. 3ABN. We're on 3ABN and... and Hope Channel? I think. Yeah. Dep- depending on how Hope Channel is received here. If Hope Channel is received, then we're on it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. In New Zealand, we're on a couple of networks, which is interesting, man. People watch these Christian TV networks. I step off a plane in Auckland. First, the first person I see when I step out of the terminal starts talking to me. I'm thinking, well, this guy's kind of friendly what in the world and then he says he starts to unburden himself ever so slightly he just farewelled some family members and he says that's why television programs like yours oh no he used a new zealand accent oh that's why television programs like yours are so uh, important i was blown away he sees me on tv essentially wearing a suit i come get off a plane looking bedraggled people watch man
1: yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah,
4: it is really good. good. I'm encouraged by that. All right, so let's come to uh, why you're here in Australia. Yes. you're based in the United States. Yes, I'm here for the we're weather. The... It's freezing there right now. Good choice. Yeah, man. Very wise choice. It's just uh, beautiful,
1: beautiful weather that we're having uh, here. February, good time of year to be in the Newcastle region.
4: But what are you actually here for? Here, there's a bunch of churches that are getting involved in an initiative they're calling Proclaim 2019, and that's sharing the good news of faith in Christ, the the, the gospel, the good news that Jesus is coming back with the people of with, with Novocastrians mm-hmm. I didn't even know a Novocastrian was a thing. Sorry, I, I that's co- all right. It took, it, it
1: took my it took my co-host, and, and, and she's not here at the moment. She's in Africa at the moment, so I can pick on her to my heart's content. No, yeah, yeah I think you it should. It took her a year of living in Newcastle to
4: realise that Novocastrians were a thing. So. You've picked it up a little bit quicker. I I thought they were Newcastleers or something. Uh, No. So, so, but here's the thing. We're we're coal miners. We're more sophisticated than that. That's a pretty sophisticated (laughs) name. Novocastrians for a a small town boy from New Zealand. My goodness. But here's what we know. Novocastrians deserve to hear the best news that anyone's ever heard. There is a God. He is good. He loves people. He has the best future that you could possibly imagine. The Bible is a book that makes consummate good sense. It just does. People who say, oh, I don't believe the Bible, go, okay, well, tell me why. It's inaccurate. Well, no it isn't. Next n- next objection. Oh, uh, and are yeah, it's we're just not, we're, not, we're not
1: certainly going to answer with no it isn't either. We can no, give well, good, solid reasons. you can. Come along to one of these programs, and if you've got questions and you've had people who said, Yeah, the Bible's inaccurate, it contradicts itself, or whatever it is, right? ask them for their references, write them down, bring them to the meetings ask it in a public
4: forum absolutely there's
1: nothing to be afraid of you know we have nothing to hide no demand no a solid part. answer you
4: demand a solid answer and bring out any passage of scripture you want you know That's the challenge is right. out there just just come along and so, put it to the test so these presentations around the Newcastle area are going to be happening at different times uh, it's sort of throughout the year but I want to encourage you to look out for them and, and watch and when it's coming to a, a, a location near you man be there because this is it'll sharpen your faith it may give you faith if you have no faith. Give you hope if you have no hope. But imagine being able to connect to God and making sense of your life, of your place in the big picture, of the world. Make sense of where we're going. Understand that the future that there is a future because God is in the future. So this is this is, man, this is the best thing to happen in Newcastle in, in I don't know how long. Excellent. And,
1: and, and the prophetic code series—I mean, I've been talking about uh, that series of Bible studies that uh, um, many times here, and of course, that's always available. You can do that in your own home at any time for free. Good stuff. But uh, we'd much rather you come to, along to the live program. There's, you know, there's no substitute for being a part of the live show.
4: I am hopeful that faith of M listeners will say, "Man, I'd like to hear what Lyle has to say about that." And I, and I, and I, and I think you, Well, I know you'll be blessed. Uh, I, I won't be the only one either. Sure. Bunch of other um, world class. I get to. I get to. I get to be a part of a, a group of world class speakers. On How this about one. that? Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be kind of cool. You know, you left they're, they're, they're coming out here, and it's just like you, you left that open for me to say something smart, but I won't. You, the faith of M listeners have too much respect for you, and so I'm just <laughs> going to say amen. And I've I've heard Lyle's presentations, and for years they have been world class. I mean. Yes, of course. I'm saying that just because I'm sitting two feet away from you. But even if I was, I would say that. So don't miss it. These are going to be fantastic. This proclaim initiative, life changing in the best way possible.
1: Okay, so John's out here to promote that and uh, to uh, work with the churches in preparation for it. But right now, we do need to move on with the show. We'll be back with another session with John tomorrow. is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall 401 Warburton Highway, Wondon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids, and the mess stays with us.
2: <laughs> what comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? practical experience a rewarding career great employment prospects when you think of nursing think of Avondale College of Higher Education 92.7 percent of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree with credible experience and with friends for life to apply now visit avondale.edu.au it's higher education designed for life show bits you may have missed